đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Welcome to this week's episode of Team Cahill My Radio. Today, well, happy, happy Friday, everyone. And we're about to head off again. We, like I said last time on Monday, we're about to head off on March. Well, not March. Sorry. We're about to head off to August. Well, I'm going crazy. I know. We're about to head off to April to August. And I'm easy. I'm messing up again. And our radio show is coming back around August. So hopefully, I don't know how. I don't know when, but. We'll be there soon, and as you, and as you may know, school's coming back. Hopefully, you get your stuff, your stuff ready, and hopefully, you guys are prepared for school. All right, we're gonna go straight into what we're gonna be talking about today. Cause we're not talking about school; we're just gonna talk about stuff for today. So, Beijing back media print full page attacks on one of, uh, on last active protest group in Hong Kong. Two Beijing-backed newspapers in Hong Kong have printed full-page attacks on the city's last active protest group, saying their earlier move to delete online posts allegedly breaching the, the national security law showing, showed the activists had a guilty of had a guilty conscience. The League of Social Democrats or LSD, one of Hong Kong's last active, they're not the last group that still exists, they're the last active one. One of Hong Kong's Last active pro-democracy group came under fire on Tuesday by Chinese state-backed newspaper Dakun Pao and Wenwei Po. It came around around a week after the group said, after the activist group said it was forced to delete some online posts citing alleged violations of the Beijing's imposed security law. In their full-page reports, Dakun Pao and Wenwei Po both cited pro-Beijing figures as saying the deletion amounted to an attempt to evade crim- criminal liabilities. Willie Fu of the Chinese Association of Hong Kong and Macau Studies told Takung Pao that the LSD tried to destroy criminal evidence and obstruct police investigations. By removing the online posts, he called on local authorities to take action, saying the group may have breached a colonial era sedition law. The group said at the time that it has removed posts under great pressure. They were forced... What do you expect me to say? Relevant government departments absolutely has the responsibility to enforce the law. One way wrote, citing Chang Hong the vice chair of the largest pro-Beijing party, DAB, the legislature urged the LSE to stop making online posts that challenged the bottom line of the rules of law. If the LSE still does not come to their senses, vilify, or even challenge the implementation of the Hong Kong's national security law, they are undoubtedly making the people their enemy. They will be definitely be cast aside when we paraphrase Chan's that saying, which is ridiculous, of course. State-backed media attacks are increasingly seen as a warning shot from the Chinese authorities. Veteran journalist and former one Weipo deputy um, editor Ching Chong told, told Hong Kong Free Press last May. 
Individuals and organizations that found themselves in the crosshairs of the publication could face anonymous consequences, he said. In, tu- in Tuesday's report, one way poll listed that they described as six disturbing Hong-, Hong Kong strategies of the protest group, repeatedly chanting slogans in an effort to overthrow the leadership of the Chinese Communist Party, as well as holding a street booths on important days such as the anniversary of, of the city's returns to China's rule. First of all, Hong Kong care about what's Hong Kong going on right now. They're not, if you ask the LSD, they're not focusing on Chinese right now, the Chinese rule in China. They're not focusing on that. They're focusing on their own city. So why are they, why are they so scared of the Hong Kong, of the Hong Kong group doing it? It's just funny when they're saying that, you know, it's just, it's hilarious. Newspaper pointed to former LSD chairman, long-haired Long Guo Hong, who failed to declare a donations from media tycoon Jimmy Lai when he was a lawmaker. Despite his acquittal of the of misconduct in 2017, when made it said it made people question whether Lung colluded with foreign forces. The publication also cited veteran activist Ko Tiyu planned demonstrations against the Winter Olympics Games this, this February, which landed him nine months in jail for violating the sedition law. Cole is not a member of the LSD, but is considered to be a close affiliate with the group. Other strategies including, included whitewash, whitewashing rioters as martyrs during the 2019 extradition bill unrest, staging and staging protests in the Legislative Council, the full-page report stated. These acts were also printed in Dao Pao along with a timeline showing the activists of LSD member, which they describe as a group-stained record. It's kind of hilarious when they're saying that. In response to the Hong Kong Free Press inquiries, LSD chairwoman Chan Po Ying described the attacks from Ta Kung Pao and Wen Wei as clamping down on the freedom of expression and incriminating the groups based on speech and ideology. The attacks were cultural revolution-style denunciations and threats, Chan said. Earlier this month, some LSD members said their homes were searched ahead of the 25th anniversary of Hong Kong's handover to China. Some LSD volunteers were also summoned for meeting by the the National Security Police ahead of, of July 1st, prompting the group to announce it would not organize any protests on the Hanover anniversary. It's kind of sad, of course. And here's the thing to the probation people. Is it the right, is it the right for you to denounce them when they have the rights to make their own voice heard? It, it felt very, it's kind of funny that they have the groups that does these kind of things. It's just stupid what the um, the Taekwon Pao in uh, One Way Post says. I feel like they're looks like the government said, "Oh, we can tolerate what they're saying, but we can't tolerate what the pro democracy is trying to do." It's basically it's showing biased crap that they're doing. It's just but backwards array. Speaking of the uh, July first, we talked about that already. Hong Kong held over sixty seminars and a month to promote speech by Chinese leader Xi Jinping. Hong Kong government and pro pro Beijing organizations have so far held more than sixty seminars to extol the virtues of Chinese leader Xi Jinping's speech on July first, when he visited the city and, and officiated at the swearing in of a new of its new administrations. The theme of all of these has been to learn about, promote, and implement the spirit of President Xi Jinping's important speech. The audience has ranged from civil servants to Consular staff to kindergarten students. First of all, the students. 
You shouldn't even bring politics in your head anyway. By checking news reports and government press statements, Hunger Press found at least 61 seminars or talks were held between July 2nd and July 25th. Some were initiated by the government and were led by Chief Executive John Lee, such as the four sessions organized by the Civil Service Bureau. More than 1,270 civil servants of various ranks took part. Wow, the force is in it. <laughs> Dozens of other events were arranged by the likes of Beijing's liaison office in Hong Kong. The office of the Commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, local district office, and statutory bodies and schools where students as young as a kindergarten age and primary pupils attended. Political scientist Ivan Choi said Hong Kong will be following in the footsteps of the mainland more closely. I believe this is a gradual transfer of the mainland political culture to Hong Kong. Hong Kong was not used to having to learn about elitist speech. That practice has long, in his, has, long, has long history in the mainland, though, Choi told Hong Kong Press. I believe this will make Hong Kong follow more closely the mainland political path and directions. It's just turning them into more mainland Chinese Choi, who teaches politics at the Chinese University of Hong Kong, said the stance of the pro-establishment camp has changed over the years since the days when some said Hong Kong should not be a political city and should focus on economic development. What's clear is that they probably didn't want that many protests and oppositions in the past. Now there are no such activities, they start doing something new. Such as political learning, which is which those who used to criticize Hong Kong for being too political now support these political learning sessions, Choi said. The scholars said the next round of political learning may come when the twentieth and twentieth National Congress of the Chinese Communist Party begins sometime later this year. It is widely expected to prove a third term for for the dictatorial person of Xi Jinping. I'm laughing. Political commentator Derek Yuan says such political learning has become a norm since she took to brain, took the helm in 2013. But yeah, that dozens of seminars held in Hong Kong this month has not accurately interpreted the speech. Yuan called Xi's remarks groundbreaking. For example, he said Chinese leader basically asked Hong Kong to reopen international borders and promised that the common law system will remain until 2047. But Hong Kong officials and politicians were slow to pick that up. Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping basically said, as long as you embrace the one country, two systems wholeheartedly, you can have any beliefs as long as you obey the law and love Hong Kong. You don't need to be patriotic, you need to embrace socialism, but the pro-establishment camp didn't dare to interpret that, Yuan said. When asked how Hong Kong would convince the wider world that it was not just another mainland city while still adopting the culture, of political learning, Yen said Hong Kong was seeing requiring guidance from Beijing, I mean that Kerry Nam's administration did a bad job in following instructions. But Xi's speech was also intended for the international community, he said. I think his interpretation his intention was to maintain Hong Kong's status as an international financial center. I think he meant to say something that would please the international community. But that's not how it materialized. Yen be- Yen said he believed Hong Kong politicians and pro-establishment camp need to be less conservative in interpreting Xi's comments and push and help push his agenda. And 
Derek Yuen is actually is actually the is the brother of Erica Yuen. He's a more he's uh, I could say that he's a little bit more centrist, but I don't know about that. You guys can judge for yourself. He sounds centrist to me. He, I mean, he supported the protests. I'm not gonna lie, he supported the protests in 2019. Ex-student leaders charged over inciting others to cast a blank votes in Hong Kong's election. An ex-university student leader is amongst two people charged with allegedly inciting others to cast blank votes during last year's Legislative Council elections, according to the Independent Commission Against Corruption, the ICAC. Jackie So, a former student union president of the Chinese University of Hong Kong and a 58-year-old welfare worker named Cheng Xing were charged separately. The two defendants each faces one, faces one count of engaging in illegal conduct to incite another person to not vote or cast an invalid vote by activities activity and pub and public during election period, contrary to section seven twenty seven A dash one of the election corrupt and illegal conduct and illegal conduct ordinance. The ICAC said in a press release on Wednesday, they allegedly shared a social media post by former pro-democracy lawmaker Ted Huey, which called on people to cast invalid votes between October and December last year. So was arrested in December last year. The, IC- the ICAC did not name him at the time, but local media reported that t- the 22-year-old activist was among those arrested. The duo were released on bail. They will appear at the West Caldo Magistrate Court on Friday to enter a plea. They face a jail term up to three years and fine of $200,000 if convicted. Hui, who is an ex-self-exile in Australia, remains wanted over his original Facebook post that asked people to boycott the fake election. (laughs) I feel like it is a fake election, though. A former Protoboxy District Council was arrested less than a week ago over the same incident, the anti the anti graft watchdog accused Kenneth Chung of the of the same offense. Another former student leader, Owen Ao, also from the City University of Hong Kong, was arrested in the same week. Both were released on bail. According to the previous press release and news reports, at least a dozen of people have been arrested over Hui's blameful messages. We all know how bad the message are. We all well not message. We all know how bad the votes are. Yes, people. Yes, the probation swept the seat. But here you gotta learn something. It was a low turnout. No one wants to go vote. I don't care about the pro because the, we already know how much. It's not like back then with district council where it increases the amount of votes, or even the turnouts of the primary that increases up, or the elections of twenty sixteen, maybe twenty twelve. Eight, four, whatever. Because at least the pro-democracy was there at the time. So voting would have been a little bit more better than what it is now in 2021. But it's only pro-Beijing. Because they're all, like, you know, selected. That makes it even harder to get in anyway. You know, always run under a, pro- a provisional-style government. Leader John Lee granted Hong Kong's top medal as COVID experts. Olympic athletes also honored. Hong Kong has granted top awards to hundreds of public figures, including its current leader, civil servants, and people from sectors ranging from health to sport and recognition of their contribution to the city. 
According to a list of appointees released to the media on Tuesday, seven people received the most um, prestigious Grand Bania, Grand Bania Medal. Among them was Chief Executive John Lee, who was honored for his sterling contribution during his tenure as a Secretary for Security and Chief Sec- Secretary for the Administration, the list read. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. When approached by Hong Kong Free Press, the government administration wing, uh, wing did not give a direct response as to who will present the awards to Lee, as normally the incumbent chief executive who gives, gives out the award, the medals. A spokesperson said the ceremony will be held later and the relevant arrangement will be announced at a suitable time. Those who received the second highest awards, the gold known as the Gold Bania Star, included Secretary for Security currently Chris Tung, Secretary for Constitution and Mainland Affairs Eric Zhang, and Chief Secretary Eric Chen, whose formerly led the National Security Committee. Since the 1997 handover, the Hong Kong government, yes, the Hong Kong government has issued the awards annually to acknowledge outstanding public service contribution, excellence and respect of fields, and acts of bravery which, des- which deserves pub- public recognition. <laughs> Last month, the government revoked honors that has been awarded to pro-democracy figures Benny Tai, Young Sum, and Sin Jung Kai. Honors may be removed if a recipient has been convicted for an, of an offense. The latter two lost their special status as a justice of peace, which allowed them to visit anyone behind bars. <laughs> COVID-19 experts were among those con- uh, to whose contributions to the community were acknowledged. The University of Hong Kong's professor Ivan Hoben was awarded a bronze Bania star for the, his notable contribution as a specialist in infectious disease, gastro, um, gastroenterology, and and hepatology, and as a co-convener of a committee that oversees clinical events following the COVID nineteen um, vaccinations. He tenders scientific and impartial and impartial opinions on the safety of the COVID nineteen vaccines which are cru- extremely crucial in upholding public confidence in the safety of the COVID-19 vaccines, according to a list of awardees. Lau Yulung and Wallace Lau, both professors at the University of Hong Kong, were simply awarded a bronze bonding star for their work in the city's COVID-19 vaccination drive. Lau Yulung has actively updated members of the public about the COVID-19 vaccines and, enha- and enhanced their understanding of the vaccine, the list reads. Former Health Secretary Sophia Chan was awarded the Gold Bonnie Star. She has made a remarkable contribution in the formulation and implementation of po- on policies on health as well as f- a fight against COVID-19 pandemic. Especially when Junius Ho ripped her off completely. Yes, he did that. Look him on the live stream. Look up for... The Hong Kong Press, whatever, is on there. It's, it's everywhere. According to a government statement, the award recipients came from different walks of life with diverse backgrounds, including education, finance, scientific research, and urban development. A number of Olympics athletes were also honored. Swimmers um, Sipohan Hockney, who clinched the two silver medals in the Tokyo Games last year, was awarded a Silver Banya star. For her performance at the Olympics, Hockney also broke a world record at the Fin at the Fina World Swimming Championship in December. Star fencer Edgar Edgar Chung 
was recognized for his outstanding achievements in representing Hong Kong in various international fencing events since 2012. The list of awardees read, Chen had became the second Hong Kong's athletes to win, to win an Olympic gold. <laughs> Former Chief Sec- Executive Ms. Carrie Lam is grateful to all awardees to their contributions to Hong Kong. I hope they will continue to excel in their own fields and serve the community. A spokesperson said, with over 30 awardees on this year's on this year's honors list from the sports sector, she is particularly happy with the unprecedented outstanding achievements of Hong Kong's athletes and coaches in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics Games and other major sport events. The award appointments were made by Lam. The government also honored honor cyclist Sarah Lee with a silver Bonnier star. She has brought a glory to Hong Kong for being the first Hong Kong athlete who has won won medals at at two editions of the Olympic Games delivery. Lee received the bronze Bonnier star in 2017. Separately, 61 service medals for the for the discipline service and the Independent Commission Against Corruptions were awarded as well. Among the recipients were David Jordan and Rupert Dover, both assistant police commissioners who played a role in the direct fort and directing the force response to the protests in 2019. Jordan and Dover were recognized for their outstanding performances and dedicated services in the Hong Kong police force for over 30 and 33 years, respectively. Both have received the chief executive commendation for public service in 2020 and relations and handling of of social incidents. Yeah, social incidents. They didn't do anything at Yung Long anyway. What would I? What would they give a crap about it? They don't even care. The government. They, they, they have money. They can do anything they want. OBC activists launch exile Hong Kong Parliament plan as government says security law has extraterritorial, extraterritorial effects. The Beijing proposed national security law has extraterritorial effect. Hong Kong Security Bureau has said as a group of, of overseas Hong Kong. Um, citizens launched a committee to establish a Hong Kong Parliament in exile. Sounds a good name. The Hong Kong Parliament Electoral Organizing Committee was founded this month in Canada. It aims to hold the first election of the, par- of the Parliament in late 2023. The group said in a statement on Wednesday, one of the organizing members is ex-lawmakers-elect Baji Lung. Lung was one of the was one among the grown grown list of pro-democracy figures who left the city to go into exile, into self-exile. The 35-year-old said he sought asylum in the United States in December two years ago after the implementation of the security legislation. <laughs> the committee believed that only a genuine democratic election could literally speak up for the people for the people of Hong Kong, a statement read. In response to Hong Kong Free Press, the Security Bureau said that while they do not, they have not commented on the individual cases, the security law clearly stipulates all elements of four categories of offenses endangering national security, even though we live in overseas. It's, it should be also be pointed out that the security law has extraterritorial effects. I guess it also include, include Mars. Sorry, Martian. Any persons or, in, or entities who violated security law, regardless of their backgrounds or where they are located, will be dealt with by the Hong Kong SAR government in accordance with the law. 
The Bureau said on Wednesday, which is what the Bureau said on Wednesday, the spokesperson did not elaborate on how the law would be enforced abroad. Maybe they kidnapped them, I don't know. Don't give me my ideas, because they do think, ah, it's a good idea, I'll do it. Lone was one of the first lawmakers to be disqualified as an incoming lawmaker in Hong Kong after he was elected in 2016. He protested during the Legislative Council's swearing-in ceremony by mispronouncing his oath and draped himself in a and a Hong Kong is not China flag. According to the organizing committee, the parliament, which will be formed by universal suffrage, represents solidifies um, and revives Hong Kong people's rights of self-determination. The scheme was initiated by businessman and commentator Elmer Yuan, who is the father of the ex-People's Power Chair Eric Erica Yuan and scholar Derek Yuan, who is married to New People's Party lawmaker Eunice Yung. The committee is chaired by journal by journalist Victor Ho, who is who is the former former editor in chief of the Vancouver version of Sing Tao Daily. Their statement said, "The committee believes in the popular sovereignty. Hong Kongers should should as a right of this as a as of rights decide Hong Kong's future. Future to exercise this principle, Hong Kong must elect their." They're represented by free, fair, and safe elections, which meet the international standards. The sweeping security legislation enacted in 2020 criminalized subversion, secession, collusion, foreign forces, and terrorist acts, which broadly defined as to include disruption to transport and other infrastructures. Now, if they don't know how to enforce it, they might as well remove it and don't even use it in the first place. I hear about that and I laugh, not admire it. Which is which is uh, funny thing that they're say, that I'm saying because they're already doing this and they're failing super badly. They they're they're successful in arresting people. They're not successful doing it overseas. And we talk. I think we talk about the um, China the twelve students or the twelve um, kids that was a twelve activists that was arrested by coast guards. Family fears that Hong Kong protesters jailed and China goes silent. The family of Hong Kong's protesters jailed in mainland China after a failed attempt to flee to Taiwan had not heard from him for almost from nearly half a year and are worried about his health, his brother told AFP. Tang Gaiye, 31 years old, was amongst with a group of 12 Hong Kong activists caught by, Chinese, by the Chinese Coast Guards in August 2020. As they fled by people to avoid persecutions related to the 2019's huge, sometimes violent pro-democracy protests. The group, with exception of two minors, were convicted in a closed-door trial in mainland, in mainland city, Shenzhen, with Tang received a heavy sentence of three years in jail as, the, as an organizer of the run. Due to COVID coronavirus travel restrictions, Tang family has not been able to visit him, and letters all they have to rely on. But since February, they have, not, they have heard nothing, according to Tang's younger brother, who would prefer not to be named. On, on Monday, one of the family's letters to Tang was returned to Hong Kong for a second time with a handwritten note on an envelope saying the Postal Service could not reach the recipients. At, the, at this point, our mothers became very anxious, as if she was thrown, was thrown back to the days when my brother first vanished across the border, the younger, the younger Tang told AFP. She can't eat or sleep. Sometimes she'll wake up in the middle of the night crying and end up sitting there waiting for a for a day to break. The family also found that his ledger, his ledger of earnings and expenses on prison develop, 
the mobile app has been inactive for more than two months. The birds said they were worried. They were most worried about Tom's health, and as he was admitted to the hospital earlier this month after an asthmatic attack, he w- he said the prison had not provided any further updates up on his recovery. On Wednesday, after a number of news reports about a lack of contact were published. The prison app updated two disciplinary records of tongue-breaching study rules in May and failing exams in July. He's still a man with an, with an edge, the younger bird said. As we all, as we ask from the prison authorities, is that they give, is that they give us his updates and information as, as their own rules provide for, for nothing more than that. Tom will likely be at least will be likely the last of the twelve originally detained to be sent back to Hong Kong. The other activist still jailed on the mainland, Quinn Moon, is expected to be released next month. The ten other the ten others returned to Hong Kong has been persecuted for various protest related offenses, one of them Andy Lee, charged with a foreign collusion last year under the sea sweeping national security law. The mainland rights lawyers who assisted the group were either forced to drop the case or have the license revoked by the Justice Department. It makes no sense to me to actually, because if you did, because that's funny because you go out there and protect them and you end up getting thrown out, get banned from doing anything. I feel it's just it's it's hilarious, you know. It's it's super hilarious what the the government's doing. You should have let these guys out. To be honest with you. Keeping them there is basically, you know how the Chinese government's judicial system works. I don't want to hear BS saying, oh, it's fair. No, it's not fair. The U.S. system it may not be, it may not be the best, but at least they give a fair trial. Whatever the case may be, they have a defense lawyer. If we look in China, defense lawyers are not around all the time. UN committee urges Hong Kong to scrap security law. Government slams unsubstantiated criticism. A UN rights monitor has urged Hong Kong to repeal its national security law, citing an overly overly broad interpretation of its provisions and the subsequent violations of of freedom of expressions in the city. The strongly worded statement from the UN Human Rights Committee followed three days of virtual meeting with Hong Kong's government er, officials earlier this month. The session of the sessions in Geneva dominated by committee members' questions on political development and the, and the aftermath of the, says of, the, of the security law passage. Committee Vice Chair Christopher Adrian Balkan said the, said the leg- security legislation wasn't compatible with the international convenience on civil and political rights. The committee is tasked with monitoring state parties' commitment to the treaty. Or there are provisions in the basic law Hong Kong's main constitution that upholds the ICCPR, the security, the national security law asserts a, judici- a jurisdiction that, inte- that tends to override or could threaten the primacy, Bolkin told a press conference in Geneva, which was streamed online for reports on Wednesday. Experts add that the conundrum of Hong Kong being a Chinese territory under the 102 system framework, and the fact that China is not a party it's not a party to to the ICCPR contributed to the reason why the committee urges a complete repeal of the national security law. 
the law imposed by Beijing in June 2020 after a month of protests against a controversial exchange bill criminalizes subversion, secession, collusion of foreign forces, and terrorist acts. It carries a maximum penalty for some offenses to life imprisonment. The authorities maintain that the law has has restored stability and peace to the city, but critics said it has we- it has been weaponized to crack down on activists, civil society groups, and media outlets. During the three days of meeting, rights experts raised concern about about developments in Hong Kong ranging from the crackdowns on press freedom to the decrease in the democratic representation in the Legislative Council under an overhaul patriot-only electoral system also imposed by Beijing. Ahead of, the session, ahead of the sessions, dozens of civil society organizations, including the U.S.-based Human Rights Watch and Freedom House, submitted issues to the U.N. Committee for discussions. Despite repeated questioning by the committee, the Hong Kong delegates did not address whether the, these groups could be punished under the, security, under the national security law for their involvement with the sessions. Besides calling for the repeal of the national security law, the UN experts also issued a wide-ranging list of recommendations for Hong Kong's authorities, among them more suggestions for the city to investigate allegations of excessive use of force by police during the 2019 protests, introduce a clear timeline for the introduction of universal suffrage, and ensure that data collected via COVID-19 apps are strictly are used strictly for specific and legitimate objectives. In particular, the committee highlighted suggestions in three sections related to, to the security law, press freedom, and freedom of association. Hong Kong authorities are to update the UN Committee on Progress in adopting the recommendations in those areas by July 28, 2025. The committee will then issue a grade from A to E on the extent of what to which they have followed the recommendations. Balkans did not answer directly when asked about the chances of Hong Kong's act actually repealing the national security law, saying only that the committee does not have a core power in its role to monitor the implementation of the ICCPR. In making recommendations, we make recommendations that we think would best fulfill the co- uh, convenient, he said. In a statement on Wednesday night, the government said it strongly objects, strongly objects to the Rights Committee's unfair criticism. We are completely dismayed that the committee continues to express unsubstantiated criticism towards the Hong Kong SAR despite the delegation's efforts in addressing members concerned and clarifying the misunderstandings of the human rights situation in the Hong Kong SAR. The statements read, the recommendation raised by the committee, the government said, were made without giving due, due weights to these unique circumstances of, of Hong Kong. The statement added that the committee should review the security law in a proper context with regards to the background of the violent social unrest in 2019. That's what, that's, this is proof that the government is not doing anything about it, and this proves already well that they're not going to do it, they don't care, they don't want to say anything, so what's the point of telling them anyway? I feel like Hong Kong is already being pushed to the ground completely with no democracy or no freedom association or nothing, according to what their mini-constitution. Ex-Hong Kong District Council jailed for seven months for shouting insults at police during protests. 
a former Hong Kong District Council chairman, has been has been sentenced to seven months in prison for shouting insults at police during a protest. Li Chi Wang, former head of the Ting District Council, was convicted of behaving in a noisy and disorderly manner in a public space during the demonstrations on May 24, 2020, in Wanda against the National Anthem Ordinance and the National Security Law, which came into force a month later. Li appeared before Magistrate Winnie Lau at the Eastern Magistrate Court on Thursday for sentencing. He, he was convicted by Lau two, two weeks ago. According to a, wit, to a witness, the magistrate said the case was serious because many people discontent with the police were gathering at the scene and public order could have been seriously jeopardized. Law also said when she convicted Lee that his actions were his actions were inciting, insulting, and provo- um, pro- uh, provocative, and a clear challenge to this law enforcement. The witness report. Prosecutors said Lee gathered with other people on a Hennessy Street on a Hennessy Road, and one time when police told the crowd to go to get back on the pavement, Lee sat down. Sat down suddenly, then shouted at a police officer and said he has been pushed to the ground by police. Around half an hour later, Lee barged out of the group. Lee barged out of the group and again shouted at the officer, saying, "The police are all rubbish." The former, the former district council was arrested after refusing to move into into a cordon-off area, saying he was fulfilled his duties as a counselor by monitoring police, monitoring police operations. Lee's lawyer submitted letters, letters from other district councils signing his volunteer service to the community. Law ruled that, that Lee's actions constituted an actual immediate risk to public security. She sentenced him to seven months in prison after applying a one-month deduction considering his public service and that the fact that it was his first offense. The magistrate also rejected the defense applications for bail pending appeal. And they're not gonna care. You acting like they're gonna care? Nah, they're not gonna give a crap about anything. But we'll be right back on the second half. Welcome back, guys. We're gonna continue on. So we talk. So we talk about Taiwan a lot on this on this podcast. But have, we have already heard about what's going on with Nancy Pelosi in the news lately. You guys can look it up. U.S. President Joe Biden and China Xi Jinping agreed to hold face-to-face summit. <laughs> no, I don't care. Although this was their fifth phone or video call since Biden took office a year and a half ago, the summit would be would be their first in-person meeting as leaders. No details were given on the timing or loca- or location, like if I care or anything. Biden and she discussed the value of meeting face to face and agreed to have their teams follow up to find a mutual agreeable time to do so. A U.S. official, which is what a U.S. official said on a speaking. Conditions of anonymity. Both sides described a call which lasted two hours and seventeen minutes as a robust exchange on main dif- on main disputes between the world's two biggest eco- economic powers. China state ro- state run Xinhua agency said she delivered harsh words on the U.S. policy towards Taiwan, a democratic island with close ties to the U.S. but which considered China which but which China considers a part of its territory, which is not true, of course. Those who play with fire will eventually get burned. She was quoted as telling Biden repeating languages he imported as they spoke last September, last November. I hope the U.S. side fully understands that. 
tensions around Taiwan are steadily escalating amidst fears that she could be ultimately ordered by an invasion to impose Beijing's rules. In the latest flashpoints, Chinese, Chinese authorities are fierce at unconfirming plans by, by, by Biden's ally and speak and speak of the House of Representatives Nancy Pelosi to visit the island. Although U.S. officials frequently visit frequent Taiwan, separated by a narrow strip of water from the Chinese mainland, Beijing considered a Pelosi trip as a major provocation. Uh, provoca- uh, provoca- provocation. She is in second line up to the U.S. presidency, and given her position, may travel with a military pa- military transport. Washington will bear the consequences if the trip goes ahead, China, which is what China warned Wednesday. During the call, she was quoted as telling Biden the position of the Chinese government and the people on Taiwan issue is consistent. No, they don't agree with you, Beijing. Why would I agree with you? It is the fir- firm will of over 1.4 billion Chinese people to firmly safeguard Chinese na- national sovereignty and territorial integrity, he said. In response, Biden reassured that she reassured she that U.S. policy is known as a strategic ambiguity was unchanged, essentially favoring the status quo in Taiwan, with Washington recognizing Chinese sovereignty but opposing any enforcement, allowing the Taiwanese to retain their distinct rule. On Taiwan, President President Biden underscored that the United States policy has not changed, and that the United States strongly opposes the unilateral efforts to change the that's quote undermine peace and stability across the Taiwanese Strait, the Taiwan Strait, the what the White House said in a in a statement. Biden prides himself on a close relationship with Xi going back years, but it's getting hard to mask deepens mistrust between the two countries. U.S. officials said Biden touched a raft of sensitive issues, including China's genocide and forced labor practice, and its increasingly aggressive military posture across Asia. The White House described Biden's outreach as a part of the effort to maintain and deepen the line of communication and as a responsibility managed our manage our differences and work to get where our interests align. According to the White House, Beijing's chief hopes hope is to establish guardrails for the two for the two superpower. I don't want to support them, I don't want to talk to them, I don't want to talk to the Chinese government. Why would I care? This is meant to ensure that while they sharply disagree on democracy and are increasingly rivals on the geopolitical stage, they can avoid open conflict. Where to place a guardrail, however, is challenging amidst so many unresolved disputes, including simmering trade war began begun under Trump's pre- under Donald Trump's presidency. One big question is still completely unresolved is the trade war started under Donald Trump, with twenty five percent import duties on billions of dollars of Chinese imports. Despite the speculation that Biden could soon ease some of the tariffs to try to lower lower the roaring inflation in the US economy, there was no movement on the issues during his talk with Xi. On the question of terror, Biden explained to President to President Xi core concerns with China's unfair practices would harm American workers and harm American families but he did not discuss any potential steps he might take, a U.S. official told reports. It would be wrong to believe that somehow he discussed uh, decisions on, me- on any step- next steps with somehow some waiting for these conversations. I really don't care what they do. 
Just get rid of Beijing um, crappy, pla- uh, crappy practice, for God's sake. Why are we still sticking with these guys? I really don't care about them. I hate the Chinese government. The Communist Party is no good at all. We're going to move on from politics to something a little different. Giant screen falls on stage during concert by Hong Kong boy band Mirror. Two performers injured. One of the two dancers injured during a concert by a popular Hong Kong boy band Mirror on Thursday night remains in a serious condition after online footage shows him and a professional performer being hit by a giant large falling screen. Organizers said they will ask the remaining concerts and a 12 show run following a government intervention. A male dancer was sent to the intensive care unit at Queen Elizabeth's Hospital after he was injured at a Hong Kong's Coliseum on the fourth night of the Canto Pop Group Mirror concert series, the hospital story told Hong Kong Press in the early hours of Friday, another dancer remains stable condition. That's good. I'm happy about that. The accidents which, le- which left at least five injured happened at around 10.35 p.m. on Thursday when a giant screen televised Oh, a giant television screen hanging meters above the stage suddenly fell down and hit at least two dancers. Audience footage widely circulated online showed. Internet footage appeared to show that a giant falling screen landed on a dancer's body and head before it tilted and hit another dancer. Two friends were sent to the Queen Elizabeth Hospital for treatment. Police said while three female Audiences members said they were they were scared and one was hospitalized. The show was halted after the accident. Mirror the mirror manager Afa Wong announced on stage that there would there had been a large screen at large scare accident, urging fans to leave the venue in an orderly manner. Isn't for the show. She also bowed and apologized to those who came to the show, saying issues surrounding tickets will be would be handled later. Concert organizers music. Uh, Music Nations and Makerville apologized publicly four hours after the after the accident, and said the remaining shows would be canceled. They said they would fully investigate the cause of the accident and make announcements as soon as possible. Regarding the discomfort caused to the audience and other people affected, we feel deeply sorry. A joint statement from the concert organizer read, and that they would announce ticket refund arrangements as soon as possible. Many Hong Kongers shared a photo of a black screen on a black screen on social media, saying they hoped the injured dancers could pull through. Other criticized the concert organizers of having no regards to safety. <laughs> the concert cancellation came a few hours after the government said it instructed the show to be halted until the structure of the stage is proved to be safe. Chief, Exec- Chief Executive John Lee expressed shock at the incident, saying he has contacted have contacted uh, the Secretary for Culture, Sports, and Tourism, Kevin Young, and instructed the Leisure and Culture Services Department and other relevant unions to fully investigate the incident, as well as review the safety requirements for similar performances. I offer my condolences to the injured, wishing them a speedy recovery, John Lee said. Young expressed grave concern over the accident, saying he was he was he asked the LCSD to form a task force led by led by a, a assistant director to work with other parties to investigate. He added that the LCSD and the Labor Department had contacted the concert concert organizers on Wednesday. 
asking asking about these these stage incidents over the recent days and demand the organizers make improvements. The long-anticipated mirror showed at Hong Kong's Coliseum, I'm described as a dream performing area arena for many local singers, was marred by safety accidents incidents concerning mirror members and other and their dancers in the days leading up to Thursday accidents. According to the local media reports, a dancer was injured during a rehearsal, prompting some fellow performers to vent their discontent on social media. That's a lot of things to read, but I'm going to keep reading for you guys. During the deb- debut show of the concert, series, the concert series on Monday night, Mirror members Anson Kong appeared to lose his balance slightly while dancing on a raised platform. Another member, Frankie Chan, stepped off the Ed, step off the edge of the elevated stage on on Tuesday evening when he was delivering a speech. His fall prompted some Mirror fans to launch an online petition to call up attentions to safety issues surrounding the concerns. At least they were doing something great. In a statement released a few hours after the incident, after the accident, the Hong Kong Theater Arts Practitioner Union describes the incident as a serious industrial accident. Police. What did I just draw? I'll fix that. Police, pol- police, the the depart the labor department, labor department, and other relevant relevant authorities must launch a probe. The group said, and the concert organizer, Music Nation, and talent management company Makerville should open explain whether the concert, the whether the injured dancer would receive the protection they deserve. The union also called on the engineering companies and stakeholders involved in the show to explain how the accident hap- how the accident happened and whether the stage devices and special effects were up to safe up to safety standards. We hope each and every sector will work together to prevent similar similar accidents from happening again. We hope each and every dancers can deliver their best performances under the professional and liable liable protections the union wrote on Facebook. That's pretty. That's pretty nice. What the uh, people of Hong Kong are saying, because if they're not saying anything, then that sucks for us. <laughs> that sucks for us when we're doing that anyway. A lot of things to report. I guess we should report some of these later. But we got two. I guess two final news for today. I guess we do. We should do this as the last one until we'll probably read the other one on Monday. And we'll see if this now. For those who loves mirror, those who love mirror on those fans, and to the group uh, boy band mirror, hopefully you guys are doing fine, and wishing you guys a speedy recovery. Cause right now it's a joke that the safeties are not implemented in Hong Kong well enough. And this just it just just put this thing in a whole massive mockery. You know, it's just an insult to, to what they're trying to put in. It, it's sad. It's sad to see this happening. And to see them not being responsible for this kind of situ, for this kind of concert going, and knowing that these guys are gonna get gonna get hurt from it, it just it just makes me boiled inside. All right. Now I don't know. If we talk about food panda. Um, already, I think we did talk about it, but I might, might, I probably won't go through all of them. But Food Panda Hong Kong urged 
to improve insurance co- uh, coverage after a man who died on the way to work gets no payout. Yeah, not fair t- to most of these people. Hong Kong riders, not riders, riders, work for a food delivery app Food Panda have petitioned the company to extend its insurances coverage after one of its one of them died in a car, in a crash while off duty, but on his on was on his way to work. The family of the 59-year-old courier will receive no payment from the company insurance plan, which the company said only covers accidents when a worker is on shift. He died. Why can't you pay them anything? That's stupid. The motorcyclist was involved in a crash with a bus around around 7:50 a.m. on Tuesday. Local media report. He was scheduled to begin work began working for Food Panda at 10 a.m. that day. The dead man's sister around ar- ar- um, a dozen food delivery workers at Anne Faye Seal, the chief executive of the Association for Rights of the Industrial Accident Victims, submitted the petitions to the Food Panda offices in Cosby Bay on Thursday afternoon. The sister told the reports that Food Panda has offered the family only $10,000 as a consolidation uh, payment. We strive to run under the sun and in the rain, just make out ends meet. The petition said, but if anything happens, the insurances with a such a low benefit level won't be able to support us and our family. Or maybe we we won't even be covered if it's not during a delivery. When Hong Kong Free Press asked why riders should be protected by accident insurances before or after work, Siu Tong, a member of the riders' rights concern group and a food panda delivery worker, said the industry is different. Riders, cyclists, riders, cyclists, and walkers are always on the road, he said, adding that their journey to work was more dangerous than for people taking public, public transport. In addition, there, are, there were no clear boundaries between work time and free time. We click a button to go, to go online, and we click the button to go offline. What if you go offline in the second you got into an accident, he, he asked. Even during a shift, a worker will not be covered by food pet insurance unless they have an order since the policy requires them to be a act to be on active delivery. So when we were when we were waiting for, for orders, we also we are also working, right? While the insurance policy available on Food Panda's website said it covers will it cover with seats after a courier completes an order delivery. The company clarifies with Hong Kong Press on Friday that the insurances will indeed cover the courier's whole shift, inclusive of any idle or break time, journeys to and from work, however, are not covered. Ahmad, a 35-year-old delivery worker, is adding that the insurance does not cover toilet or meal breaks. The accidents insurances offered by Deliveroo, a big, the big, biggest rival to to Food Panda in Hong Kong, kicks in when delivery. When a delivery worker is online in the app and seizes an hour after the after the worker go offline, riders who signed the petition demand the company increase the payouts and broaden the coverage of the accident insurances. Said it should meet them to discuss to discuss safety injury safety injuries and insurances issues. The petition said previous wage cuts and employments of more riders. Were all making the job less safe because riders were making were having to drive faster and work long hours. 
which is more long than you expect it to be. Buyers also asked Food Panda to cover their parking expenses and liaise with the government to secure more parking spaces. Ahmad said many plazas and housing estates did not provide parking slots for delivery workers who live in fear of getting a ticket, which cost 30-40% to 40% of their daily income, which is, which is bullcrap. Why does it cost so much than anything else? After receiving a letter from the family and colleagues for the dead ride of the dead riders, Pedro Diaz, the operate the operation director of at Food Pandas Hong Kong, said they acknowledge and understand the severity of the problem. <laughs> I acknowledge that we need to put as much effort as we can into preventing and dealing with these issues. We will we will review the letters shared by the family and by the fleet with utmost utmost attentions and response accordingly, he said. Food work, food panda workers had launched a seven-day strike last, last November. After cuts to delivery fees, workers reached an agreement with the company on, on improving wages and working conditions. After a total of 14 hours of negotiation, on Wednesday, the Rider Rights Concern Group and, and Arif published a joint a joint open letter demanding that that delivery firms enhance protections for work injuries. They said they said Hong Kong Hong they said Food Panda was lacking lacking basic solitude as it's as only contact contacted the family of the dead dead man nine hours after the crash. In addition the two organizations said delivery platforms treat the um, drivers as a self employed rather than em, rather than employees. The develop the 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 benefit levels of the accident assurances offered by Food Panda is shockingly lower than what employees' compensation ordinance would require. They said, under Food Panda insurance's policy, the maximum claim for an accidental death or permanent disablement is three hundred sixty thousand dollars. The ordinance required the compensation equals to thirty six months earnings if an employee ages. Ages fifty six or over dies from his injuries, with a sum capped at one million two hundred eighty one thousand six hundred dollars. Food Panda told Hong Kong Free Press on Thursday that it was deeply saddened by the accidents and offered assistance to the family, providing additional funds and support for for funeral arrangement. The firm added that it provided the group accidental person personal insurances coverages for all careers on par or above industrial standards. Although the this accidents did not occur during the current shift, we are trying our best to check with the insurance company for all possible compensation options. At least they're trying to fix something, but since because they didn't, since because the man who died did not get anything, it makes it more exhausting for anyone else. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy hearing this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. This is Team Cat Home, my radio, signing out. Cat Home, my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. Cat Home, my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.